0: I definitely experienced like less microaggressions and like comments about my race um, in uni rather than in high school and I think in high school like getting those comments like it was my first time sort of as you said like it wasn't like I wouldn't say like this outright racism but then all these little microaggressions. These little comments yeah. here and there and they kind of like chip away at you yeah. um so i think that's kind of what happened with me in high school because it was my first time experiencing these kinds of things and i honestly i didn't know how to deal with it, I dealt with it. welcome to the second episode of peas in a pod um today we're going to be talking about um being asian in the global north uh so i myself am french japanese um So I wanted to talk about this with somebody else who's Asian and um, just sort of get different ideas, perspectives uh, about like our experiences um, being Asian in I guess countries that are predominantly white. And um, so I've got Avishak here who is uh, one of my course mates, Um, we're doing this. We're not doing the same MSc, I don't think, but uh, we see each other a lot, Um, we're in the same institute. So I brought him here with me, Um, Abhishek, why don't you just briefly introduce yourself. Um, Thanks for coming on the show, by the way.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Honestly, like I said, I've always secretly wanted to be on a podcast, so I was pretty (laughs) glad when you asked me. So yeah, so just to introduce myself, so I basically, I was born in the UK actually, and uh, my parents uh, were NHS doctors at that point. And so I lived here for a couple of years and then we moved back, all of us, we moved back to India. And then the rest of my childhood and growing up was in India and then when I turned 18, out of nowhere, I found out that I could, we could actually afford sending me abroad. So I landed up here in the UK. And so I studied engineering at the University of Sheffield. And after that, I was meant to start a grad job actually, which I lost due to Corona, and that's when I decided to do an international management master's, and that's where we met.
0: Nice. Oh, that's actually super interesting. I didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know that about you. Um, But so you, so you came to uni for, so you came to the UK for uni. So was that sort of like your first experience? i guess in the global north uh, as an asian individual
1: um in terms of living permanently yeah i i visited once when i was 12 with my parents but mm. in terms of living and properly shifting yeah when i was 18 and in first year and that was just such a massive difference and when you're 18 it's like you you have a bunch of insecurities and like you don't yes. know what the you you think everyone's out there to get you <laughs> and so I would like, yeah, that time when I look back, I'm like, I feel bad for myself. <laughs> and, that, for and from India, like the culture shock was really, really big. And I still feel it sometimes. It's like my fifth year here and I still feel it sometimes, even though, to be fair, there's so many Indians here. You can't mm. walk around in England without meeting an Indian. Yeah. But yeah, it's still, it's still very different, for sure
0: did you Did you find the uni experience like how did you find it in terms of like making friends, and you know you said about the culture shot like how was that We were just saying like did you do anything like did you have to like really think about you know what you had to do like oh, okay, I have to actually go and do this to make friends like you know do you know what I mean
1: yeah, 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 so first week you know you kind of get thrown into it, and mm. you I don't think you really get to plan it just you go along with it and it's just experiences happen. And you meet people and it works out or it doesn't work out. I think all of us have friends that we had in the first week. And those friendships didn't really work out after that. So I had definitely, I had a set of those, but I was really lucky. I met my friends for uni in sort of like my first month. And they were from all over the world, but together it somehow worked out. So they were from Saudi Arabia, they were from Poland, they were from India as well and one of them was British Indian so it it was just such a diverse group and yet together we found similarities which sort of made a really good friendship group in a way so I mean I don't know how your experience was in terms of friends and meeting people
0: yeah I'm actually that's that's super nice to hear um because I, I personally sort of had like, not the opposite, but I had a really difficult time um, adjusting to uni in the UK. And I was coming from France as well. So I didn't actually experience, um, or I didn't expect such a big culture shock because I thought, you know, I've lived four years in France now, you know, UK is right across the pond. I was like, surely it's not that, and it's not that different. And I, and I, and I was thinking, I, I knew a little bit about, you know, the culture in the UK in terms of like entertainment like music that kind of stuff so I was kind of I was I was a bit familiar with it and I thought surely it won't be a big difference and then I get here and then I um I honestly I wasn't really friends with any of my flatmates uh yeah. in my first year like I didn't really become friends with them um I don't really know I, I think that I, I don't want to say it's because I didn't go out but I, I was like in my first year and second year especially like, I really didn't like going out uh I didn't drink uh I didn't do drugs I didn't smoke or anything so then <laughs> I, I was just kind of like you know it, it was a bit hard for me to sort of just go out and actually enjoy it so then I didn't go out like freshers week and everything and I feel like that's where everybody got really close um yeah so then that's why I, I mean I don't want to say that's why I didn't make friends so obviously I could have made like more of an effort but I think the reason I didn't make as much of an effort was because I didn't expect uh, I didn't expect such a big culture change and then i thought i thought i'd just feel like, oh you know I'll just make friends here and there do not really make uh, any friends on my course either i joined basketball um and i'd say basketball was always sort of the most comfortable i feel like there was a quite a diverse uh, group of people on the team people were really really friendly and it was really great to see them in practice and in games and stuff but i actually didn't get to see them outside um and then I, I sort of later on towards the year, I uh, started getting closer to Keegan, who was uh, the guest on my first episode, actually. Um, so I, I, I feel like he was kind of like my first friend at uni. Um, so I was really grateful for that because then it kind of translated into more friends uh, later on. But definitely my first two years at uni, I had such a hard time. And I think also because it was like sort of in France, um, I I grew up i guess like i went through my adolescent years in france and i was really conscious of being asian like just being asian made me really conscious uh in france which it was a weird experience because i guess before that i wasn't really conscious about um conscious about where i was from and i didn't really let it define me as a person i don't know how it was for you uh moving from india but um i'm sure i'm sure you experienced like similar things
1: It's funny that you mentioned that actually us Asians had like an inside joke thing where we thought, you know how you said that in your first two years you didn't do much, you didn't go out and you just like did what was important, like uni work and stuff. So us Asians like at uni had a joke where like when we come from Asia, we're so molded into our ideas where, you know, it's all about like studying, working hard, like Mm. doing well on your degree and then compare that to British people who are literally they've they've left home for the first time they're all excited about going out and having the best time of their lives and then through the course of uni they get more serious and they start focusing on their degree more while we sort of start getting freer and freer and by the end of uni you're like that's it like who needs to study anymore why why am i even studying this am i actually interested and then when you finish your degree you realize, yeah, I just studied it for fun. It was like, it's not something I ever wanted to do anyway. <laughs> and that's when British people, I find, like they've found the most purpose when they finish the degrees and they're like so focused, they like what they're studying. Mm. So that, that's funny you mentioned that. But yeah, actually moving over, like since India obviously has a lot of Western influence, mm. obviously because of our history with the UK and British people. Yeah. So... You sort of do know and people who have an interest in Western culture do know what's going on and there's almost like the way we learnt, you know, catch up culture in a sense. Right. So we're always trying to catch up with the West yeah. and trying to educate ourselves and trying to sort of get ahead in a yeah. sense, I would say. So there were elements that we I was familiar with, but I was completely thrown in the deep end, to be really honest. Yeah. Because Right from understanding the lingo, getting jokes, uh, <laughs> and just mixing with people, it it was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge. That's why that's why I was so I consider myself to be really fortunate to have found my group of people in like the first month of uni. Yeah. and I like later on, I realized that it doesn't really happen to a lot of people. Like they spend a significant amount of time. Without having a closed group, and that really helped me through this process because once I had my group, I was like, "Fuck you, everyone else
0: <laughs> yeah. like
1: it's fine, I've got my friends, yeah, so, yeah, in terms of culture though it, it it's quite different because people in India, they're sort of like we get personal quite quickly, I would say, oh, really? and yeah, 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 so with strangers, you don't even look at strangers, you walk past strangers. You don't acknowledge them. It's it's not friendly or polite as people would think here because here, even strangers say hi to each other. And like yeah, you know, it's just like a polite thing to do. But in India, you don't. But with people who you know, you could literally just, like, if you met someone on the road, you'd be there speaking to them for ages, or you keep going over to their place, or so that in that way, my idea of friendships was different, and that's something. I really had to get used to. And even in uni, I realized uni was very different from school. Just the dynamics in terms of how you interact yeah. with your course mates. I'm sure you've, you've faced the same. A
0: hundred percent, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's you just don't get close. It's literally you come for a lecture, you sit there, everyone's not interested, just barely listening, hanging on. And then you just <laughs> leave and you go home and that's it. So you don't really, really get to know each other as such. Mm. So I don't know if it was similar for you. Maybe that's that's just my experience.
0: It's it's interesting you bring that up because I had the same experience. But like I think one of the big reasons why I struggled uh, with uni at first is that it wasn't the same sort of environment as school, where in you know in high school or in middle school you're forced to hang out with the same people, and I feel like that's the kind of environment in which I thrive because I'm quite shy um, at first. So then for me being forced to be with the same people every day then you, know, you just get closer and closer to the point where it's like you know you just realize your friends um and I didn't really have that um a uni I didn't I wasn't I was never forced to be in that same environment with people so I kind of had to go out and put myself in the same environment as people which is difficult to do when you know when you have a lot of doubts about yourself and like i think for me um personally i never really I mean, I I was always like quite socially awkward, and it took a while for me to sort of gain social skills and like all that. That's kind hard of to stuff. believe. Oh, really? You're so easy with people. Like, I'm glad you say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Very glad you say that because honestly, at first, it was really, it was really like I really needed somebody to guide the discussion for me, um, and so yeah it really pushed me to just work on my social skills um but definitely that there's a big difference between between uni uh and school which made it difficult um but I think I there was something yeah I there was something you said earlier but it kind of got me thinking about um moving to the UK did you sort of like try to embrace Um, your Indian side a little bit more or were there moments where you felt like you know you like clung on to it more or did you try to you know maybe break free from it was there ever like these kinds of moments where you thought that uh, thought that about yourself
1: I think initially for sure I clung on to it way more and Mm. initially we, we formed these little groups of like us guys coming from India and stuff so we had these groups already and we used to meet often. And uh, so those were the groups I sort of associated myself with most. Yeah. And only after like a couple of years, I, when I started sort of like forming my own opinions, sort of breaking out of what I had learned all my life and sort of unlearning and relearning again. And the way I sort of looked at things and my opinions and views on things that's slowly when I realized that just uh, my culture is not sort of the best, in a sense. Like mm-hmm. there are positives and negatives. And right. I even, even today, actually, I try to embrace what I consider are positives and mm-hmm. things uh, that I encourage. And then there are things here that I really enjoy as well. So I, I think I've sort of shifted from clinging to my Indian values. And then now I'm morphing into sort of my own individual values slowly, but I'm somewhere in between. So now I don't relate entirely with my Indian friends anymore back Mm. in India, and I don't entirely relate with my British friends either. Right. So I'm somewhere in between where I'd probably relate the most to like you or other people who've been in the same situation as me.
0: Right. Yeah. So that's super interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: No, because I think. I, I definitely get what you mean when it's like, because I think there's like, traditionally, for example, with me, like traditionally Japanese values that I, you know, my mom uh, was always around the house uh, when I grew up. I've lived in Japan five years uh, of my life, you know, on and off. And so, like Japanese culture has like a big influence on who I am as a person, uh, naturally. And I think I definitely used to like glorify Japan when I was little. Um And I actually used to quite hate, like, France and Paris because I thought, as a kid, I hated going into Paris because I thought it was so dirty. um And I thought it smelled really bad. And so, for me, like, Japan was this clean, pristine, organized, polite place. And then France was, like, the complete opposite. Where it was, like, people were rude. It smelled bad. It was dirty. <laughs> and, like, it was unorganized. Like, trains were delayed. All that kind of stuff. So then it was kind of, like... I actually used to quite, I I think I always used to think of myself as more Japanese because of that, just because I tried to be more polite. I was, I I think that's partly because I was shy, but, you know, I tried to be more polite. Like I never, I was very non-confrontational. and I still am. Like I I, I always just try to back away from like any sort of conflict (laughs) whatsoever. Um, But there's a lot of like, but then I think growing up, I I started to sort of see like, you know, there's, I think also learning about japan at school as well it's kind of you kind of realize like there's a lot of issues within japan um as as you know as a society in terms of their economy their politics all that kind of stuff um but also i started I really started to to embrace my french side when i when i got here uh when i got yeah when i came to the uk actually and moving away from paris i was like wow like paris is amazing like it's an incredible city and it's like one of a kind. And I was like, I miss it so much. Like, it's crazy how much I've never missed like a, you know, like a city that much in my life. Um, and so, and, and surprisingly enough, I actually felt more French in, um, in the UK than I, than I did Japanese. Whereas in, in France, I felt really Japanese. Which sort of, I don't know, which sort of brings about like feeling Asian in France. It was... I associated it with bad things, which is really I, I feel that's really unfortunate, but it's just that that's that's just how I felt. I felt that being Asian in France, I, I felt inferior, I felt like unattractive, and I felt like I was I was sort of the lesser um, compared to everyone else, which is really unfortunate, but um, I don't know if if that's something that that you've experienced or, or anyone else's experience. But to me that's kind of where I just started to have like more and more insecurities about myself. Um, yeah, how was, how oh, strong,
1: yeah. how strong was uh, the Asian community in France in Paris?
0: In Paris, it's, it's so funny because my mom just finds a way to make all these Japanese friends and meet all these Japanese. <laughs> I, think <laughs> yeah, I think that's just Asian moms. Yeah, I think that's they found they just they just find a way somehow some way, um, so. The Japanese community, actually, in, in Paris, especially, is actually quite strong. Um, there's a lot of French expats, um, mostly males, uh, that went to Japan for business, and then you know met um, a Japanese woman. That was the case of my dad, and so a lot of like I actually know quite a lot of um, mixed like French Japanese kids, and it's always the mom that's that's Japanese, always the dad that's French. But for me, I I was in an international school which is great because there's all these international people. There's people from you know, different places. You get to know more about different cultures, languages, and you get to meet all these incredible people, which is great. But then I think it's, it, it makes it harder to, to meet people like you. you know? um, yeah. And even though there were you know, quite a lot of French people there, there weren't very many Japanese people. And you know, when you're feeling more Japanese in that environment, like I, I had a really hard time sort of just getting myself out there. Um, yeah. And I don't know if like I feel like I do feel that in terms of I don't know I, I don't want to like say anything controversial here but I feel like Asians are always kind of getting picked on or they're never really taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, not especially but in my experience with like Southeast Asians I think that's where I've noticed that the most. I don't know if that's something you've experienced um, coming from India.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like like we have this tag of immigrants. And it, we live in such a global world. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think immigration should be as obviously there are reasons for it. And there are very legitimate reasons for it. But the way Asians are tagged as immigrants, I think is a little bit unfair, because we bring a lot along with us, not only in terms of culture, values, but also like strong education skills. We contribute to economies very heavily, especially in places like England, for sure, where there's basically Asians in every sector that you look around. So if you look right. at engineering, medicine, even in the parliament, Rishi Sunak. So yeah. it's like, that's that's the image of Asians is something I'm not happy with. And you can sort of feel it. Um, when you interact with people i i get that outsider feeling quite often like earlier i used to feel it more because i was an outsider now i personally don't think i'm an outsider as much so i don't pick up those signals anymore as such and i try to Mm -hmm. ignore them i'm used to them so i don't register those but i feel like there is a sort of exclusion of asians i'm i I've never felt really? racism I would say active but there's been underlying exclusion for sure right I feel like in the UK I don't even I don't want to say anything controversial but this is just my experience yeah. and
0: it well, yeah, no, doesn't have to
1: be the truth or the way things are
0: hmm.
1: yeah so I I've definitely felt how people sort of eventually in uni everyone sort of forms their own little cliques. Mm. And somehow it's based on nationality.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's it's just somehow British people hang out with British people, Indians hang out with Indians, and Malaysians hang out with Malaysians, Chinese hang out with Chinese. And I don't like the idea of that anymore because we don't live in that world anymore. Right. And things have changed a lot. And literally what Indians mm. use british people use or even chinese people we all use the same products the same services we watch the same movies we do the same things essentially so why are we right. still hanging out separately
0: mm mm-hmm. no definitely yes yeah. i mean i think there's yeah there's this a lot of issues i think it's it's in a way you know if you're if you're coming from um outside of the uk and you know you enter the country for university for education there's always naturally going to be that sort of you know outsider you're going to get that outsider feeling and i think that's just kind of natural um you, it's not it's not a nice feeling but you know when you talk to people and you know maybe they ask you, there's so many things that like they can that, that people can ask you oh you know what subjects you take in like a levels and stuff. like i didn't i didn't take a levels, so then or automatically yeah. now i'm just like oh you're an outsider you know it's like where'd you live yeah. oh you know I live, I live near paris it's like oh boom you know outsider so like there's so many things that can just sort of put you outside and that's natural you come from you you are an outsider at the end of the day it's never nice to feel like one but naturally coming into you and i think like that's gonna happen but then i feel like i don't i don't know i in uni, I feel like people are sort of more mature and they kind of, it's not like in high school anymore where like, I definitely felt like, I I definitely experienced like less microaggressions and like comments about my race um, in uni rather than in high school. And I think in high school, like getting those comments, like it was my first time sort of, as you said, like it wasn't like, I wouldn't say like this outright racism but then all these little microaggressions and these little comments yeah. here and there. And they kind of like chip away at you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what happened with me in high school because it was my first time experiencing these kinds of things. And I honestly, I didn't know how to deal with it. And I dealt with it not really badly, I would say. Like there was definitely worse ways of dealing with it. But for me, I just took it really badly. And I, was, I, got, yeah. I used to get really emotional about them. And I used to get really upset. And then I think something switched in my second or third year and i just kind of like oh i i shouldn't take it this way i should just joke about it and i'm not proud of it i'm i think i still do it to this day to an extent like just joke about you know um where i'm from like certain comments that i get i just take it and then i make it into a joke or i just kind of you know just try to i guess in a way delegitimize it just because you know if you make something a joke then it's not really serious anymore so I'm not really proud of the way I dealt with it, but it definitely helped me come out as a person, like as, you know, as my own individual, like just sort of, it, it made me comfortable in my own skin. But then I don't I don't want to have to go through that just to be comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it, in, in high school, it's definitely a thing where people don't really know what they're saying. Like they don't, you know, when they make these little comments, they don't really know what's actually, and I, I think that's especially a case with, um i think like people that aren't from asia for example you make comments about asians you don't really know what that's like do you know what i mean just because you're not asian so you wouldn't really know what what it's like to to, you know to to receive those kinds of comments so i think in a way it's hard to it's hard to stop those things happening in high school in uni it's definitely much easier um there's still a lot of racists in uni that's for sure but um, I, I mean, I, there's definitely a lot of racist stuff that went down in my high school. I'm not gonna go into it. Not, not always with me, like particularly, but I've I've heard some extremely controversial things uh, in my high school, which is really unfortunate. Um, was but...
1: was that against you or? Um
0: no no I think for me I think I, I, I think I was too sh- like I was too shy for people to make comments about me um but i definitely like you know you know the, like the the model minority for example that's a classic asian trope not only with like your friends and like you know you um you know the people you interact with but it's also like a trope in in, in um entertainment like there's always the the model minority and like tv shows they're like oh that person's from asia so then you know they get good grades they're they they do not break the rules um all that kind of stuff so then like you know i used to t- <laughs> i i'm not i've never really been good at math um and for that i just always used to get abused at school from people that like weren't good at math themselves but so oh why, why why so bad at math like you're asian you're supposed to be good at math you know, Like these kind of things like you know at, at the end of the day like looking back at it now like if somebody said this to me, I just wouldn't care. back, you know, back then, it just kind of used to get to me. I was like, "Why am I not good at math? You know, should I? Should yeah. I be good at math?" Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess in that sense, our experiences are quite different because I had, I was in India, and mm. in India, we do live on certain prejudices, and we do have. Uh, so the way of life is quite different. And it is very Asian in its truest Asian self. Uh, so yeah, you do need to be good at math. And if not, you face sort of similar comments and snarky remarks from everyone in society. Uh, see, that's one thing which I thought was really refreshing when I came over. And people don't tend to do that here. Like, mm. you, you're allowed to be your own person and you don't have to be good at math. You can be good at yeah. something else. And for me that was a very refreshing change so i think here it's important to sort of balance it out and i don't want to make it sound like oh it's just a bunch of negatives and no one should go abroad and stuff like that but mm. obviously there are many many positives you you get the chance to sort of re sort of discover yourself almost yeah because you're so far away from home you're like uh, you're, you you're breaking out of that mold that's that you've grown up in all your life and in terms of cultural differences, I'm sure you, for you, it's been very, very different because you've shifted from one to another to another. Mm. So I don't know, has it has it gotten easier for you or what?
0: Yeah, I think it has definitely. Um, I I tend to sort of blend in depending on where I am, so I just kind of absorb um, the things, like certain things from where I live, and just kind of you know embrace that um which is is, is funny because I I always get I <laughs> always get um shit about my accent whenever I introduce myself people <laughs> in the UK always say oh America although surprisingly <laughs> I'm not even making this up surprisingly I've, I've had people um say I sound Australian which is ridiculous because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually used to have an Australian accent, though <laughs> that's the funny thing because um, I lived in Australia for a couple of years when I and that's actually where I learned to speak English um but and you know but then now I have some of my American friends saying that I sound British, so it's <laughs> it's weird, but I think I definitely have like you know sort of slowly been getting like I, I've been speaking a bit more um in a British accent recently uh just you know from living here for the past three three and a half years. Mm-hmm. But no, I've definitely, I've definitely gotten better with it, and I've definitely gotten, and I think it's also because with age, like you, 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 you know, I haven't gotten like comments like the the ones I used to receive back in school, back in high school. Like I haven't received those, and nowadays, like I'm sort of comfortable with myself. To sort of, you know, like I, can, I'll, I'll joke about myself all the time, you know, whether like not necessarily about um my race or where I'm from, but just you know about me, like. Uh, I'll just race, like I'll just um, joke about myself, and that's something that I enjoy doing now, to be honest. Because I think you shouldn't be taking everything so seriously in life. Really, just I I always just I, I've gotten quite good at letting things go. But it, it it's something that you really have to sort of learn, though. You know, um, it's not something that comes. They just kind of pick up in a day, um, and it's yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like there's definitely a learning curve there um in my opinion when it comes down to <laughs> to adapting to new cultures and stuff but, yeah, the yeah the the hardest transition i made was was yeah. coming to uni interestingly enough um but yeah no it's it's i don't yeah it's it's really weird because now i'm just sort of having these like not identity crises but i don't really feel asian or french i just kind of be like myself if that makes sense yeah this sort of like as you were saying like this mix of of things which is really great but i feel you know there's so much growing that i'm still gonna do and you know three four years from now i could be a completely different person and that's mm-hmm. you know that's fine but um no i definitely feel like with yeah, I think it's more at a younger age that um that you that that you, you know it's harder to deal with with these little things like you're more self you know self-conscious about where you're from but I think also in Japan Japanese people t- like from what I've seen Japanese people tend to be quite intimidated um with white people especially mm. black people they're completely fascinated by because they rarely see black people, and I've had so many of my of my black friends saying that <laughs> they haven't had a good experience in Japan, um, because people will, like will look at them, um, yeah, and would, like, ask them to like touch their hair and stuff, and you know, like just sort of it's it's not in a there's there's no harm behind you no know, like they they don't mean any harm by these things, but they're genuinely like they don't really understand these like barriers that you kind of have to you know mm-hmm. respect um but yeah i feel like that mentality of being intimidated uh that 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 white people are sort of intimidating in japan i definitely felt that when i first came i don't know how it was for you for like, i don't know how indian uh people view um white people
1: if it's oh in yeah different... in indians worship colonizers like for real <laughs> like we look up like when I said we try to uh, catch up with white culture, we proper look up to the Western world. And mm. and after a point, I've realized that I don't know why we do that. Like, obviously, right. the Western world is ahead of us in many ways. But we have our own sort of cultures and values, which I really strongly believe in as well. And the thing is, that's... like the way you said with black people as well. So even the way Indians view black people is in a sense, not acceptable, but it's not, it doesn't come from a place of malice. Like it literally right. comes from being unaware of their history in the world and what black people have had to face for centuries. It's, it just comes from a lack of education. It doesn't come from sort of content in that sense, but Picking up on something that you mentioned, actually, like taking the piss, I feel like taking the piss culture is a bit too strong in the UK. It's almost, mm. is it's almost like the sense of humor that people have. Yeah, sarcasm and taking the piss is literally what people thrive on, <laughs> and it that was something that was really new for me because when when I I did a year placement actually, I don't know if I mentioned that. So that was like a unique thing. So when I was studying after my third year, I did a year placement. And then I was just thrown into this working atmosphere where I was dealing with adults out of nowhere. So that was a very different experience. And it was, it was a multinational company. So there were people from different nationalities as well. But I realized that people had certain notions about Asian culture, which in a taking the piss sort of way, many comments used to be passed and people saw people did not really hold back and they didn't understand what they were saying which is something i've i've actually learned later on now looking back two years ago i was like why did i let them say that and get away with it like yeah. there are things that you can't get away with anymore and we we only learn that through our experiences and like now like i was saying we're so global now we yeah. We're, we're almost in like one society as we should be so that's the thing i feel like taking the piss has does go a bit far sometimes
0: in the uk yeah, definitely yeah. i felt that as well and i'm i'm honestly it sometimes makes me really uncomfortable cuz again as i said i'm really non confrontational so then when there's things that are being said that i don't agree with it, it sort of puts you in a position that's like, right, should I be saying something? Or should I just let yeah. this go? And just kind of, you know. And it's a difficult decision to make. I think it depends on, you know, if there's people around you, I think sometimes you it's like what you said, you know um, when you said when we were talking about how Japanese people or Indian people, um, when they look at black people and it's sort of like, you know, because Japanese people or Indian people haven't had Um, that much interaction with black people Um, it again it doesn't come from a place of malice but then there's an there's like interaction in inappropriate ways Um, and that's the thing like there's like in terms of for example like i'm going to use japan as an example but japan is relatively new to in terms of like opening up its borders not new as in like oh it happened like a hundred years ago not in that sense but in the sense that japan was isolated for so long and then when it opened its borders like it like went all out and it's quite similar to india actually in the sense that um japan really looked up to the west really looked up to the global north and we're like japan copied everything you know whether it was like the uh like politics uh fashion um the military, like these kinds of things, like yeah. everything, like they sent academics out um, to, you know, to copy the what was going on in, in the global north. And at the end of the day, it's it's because the world is led by the global north, you know. So then if you're not up to that, like their standards, then you're behind, which is, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's just how the global you know economy works. So then, you know, Japan caught up all that kind of stuff but in in, in terms of opening up its borders and like uh, all of that like it was it's still quite isolated and so there, japanese people aren't taught all the things that you're taught in you know in the global north and they don't they i think more importantly they don't interact with black people um or people that you know they don't really um that you don't really see in japan so then you have to you have to learn to to do that you have to learn to interact with with people that you're unfamiliar with because there's so much history that you have to understand you know, and that's especially the case with um black people um where you have to understand that there's a history there, and you have to respect that you know these things happen and you have to you know either like you have to acknowledge it and then go about interacting um you know with with them in a certain way um i honestly feel kind of uncomfortable talking about like uh, talking about this in the sense that like um like i don't i, I don't i don't want to say that um when i when i talk to somebody who's black i'm just <laughs> yeah. like, okay you know oh, this this i can't say this i can't say that but there's definitely like some things that you, you can't say and that's that's something that you have to learn is what i'm trying to say yeah. um and it's it's i think it's interesting in the masters course as well so you got a lot of people from like different places and like i feel like you hear people talk and i don't know if you've heard this but you know if you if you hear people talk sometimes they are like oh you know should you be saying this like, like could you be phrasing oh, yeah, that a little sure. bit you know for sure. um and it's funny because like you know that they don't mean anything bad it's just that they don't really and there's like a you know the political correctness in the global north mm-hmm. where you know there's a way of you know talking there's a way of interacting with people which i think is extremely hard to to navigate for somebody who's never actually no yeah i was gonna say for you coming at the age of 18 was it um was it did you experience like like you know having to change the way you interact with people stuff like that yeah i mean
1: for sure it was uh for a while, I was sort of trying to fit in definitely because I was a minority here and I wasn't mm. used to being a minority because I yeah. live in, I was, I was used to growing up in a country where everyone was like me and had the same views. Yeah. And then I was suddenly thrown into um, this completely different culture and for a while it was about fitting in. So I just went along and I tried to do the things that people do just to fit in, you know. Even when you don't always agree with things, you somehow just go along with it. And, and I was, like I said, I was lucky to have found a group of friends. So I didn't have to play that game for a very long time. I sort of yeah. started getting comfortable around this group of people. And in a way, that sort of limited my interactions with others. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I had a smooth journey in uni in terms of fitting in after that because once I got comfortable with a certain set of people I didn't think of my insecurities I didn't think of trying to fit in anymore I didn't need uh, sort of uh, approval uh, or validation in a way so mm. I got lucky with my experience in that sense but now our group has sort of broken off and people are in different parts again, the way we mm-hmm. sort of start when we came in, we were from different parts and now we're back to different parts. So I do miss that circle now. And then that gets me thinking about these things again. So it's like, can I still actually make friends with people here or are we too different still? Or is this gonna work out? Or like, I have a lot of questions. And every time I interact with people as well, like people here are super friendly. That's mm. something that made adjusting really easy because yeah, people were super polite, whether they wanted to be your friend or not, they were going to be polite to you. So that made adjusting easier. But now that I'm here without my original group of friends, let's say it, it does raise a lot of questions. And I do think about these things. I mean, I don't know how your uni experience was with friends and how, whether you're still in touch with those friends or. How, the, how did that work out for you?
0: Yeah, uh, I think I really started getting close to the friend, to my friends uh, my third year. And I think I honestly had... or well, even though my third year was sort of cut short because of lockdown, just in the sense of, you know, me interacting with people, um, I still do keep in touch with my friends. And it, I think because my third year went so well, it actually kind of pushed me to do a master's as well because I didn't have a job lined up. Um, and so a master's was like a you know it was kind of like the only really productive thing to do i guess i mean i definitely could have gone out and actually like you know properly look for a job and everything but yeah. i actually did i wanted to do a master's because my third year went so well and i don't regret it a single bit because i i honestly enjoy this master's course so much um and i think a lot of it has to do with uh the fact that it's in person and i get to meet like people like you and all these other people and like it's I feel like in a way it's actually kind of more like a high school or like that, you know, you're like, you're forced to be with the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the kind of environment that I'm more comfortable in as well. So I've really enjoyed that. Um, but no, I do get what you mean. Just sort of like when you kind of break off and then like you have to restart, you know, and like it's, it's like a new, I guess it's a new chapter in your life as well, isn't it? Um, and so you kind of have to like, I don't know, because for me, I'm... I kind of change up depending on who I'm around so Mm -hmm. if I'm with my friends back home I might you know act like this way my friends from this part of uni I might act like this another part of uni I might act like this and I think I don't know for me that's just that's not being fake it's just kind of the way I adapt Um, and it's like there's still like all of these I guess in a way different personalities are still me it's just Yeah, yeah. I'm not course. I'm not just one person. I i I am just one person, of course. But like there's a lot of different things about me. Um so there are
1: different sides to you, of course.
0: Exactly. And yes. different people,
1: it's... I guess, bring out those different sides. And exactly. It, it, and I mean we are human, we adapt to our surroundings and the environments we are sort of thrown into. Yeah. And like you said, and I, I should mention here actually, in when I started this masters, I felt like I Made friends easier, and people were just more mature. And they, from the very beginning, so I feel like now that I look back, when we were eighteen, even say home students or internationals, everyone sort of came with their own insecurities and their doubts, and that that need for validation. But now everybody has sort of overcome those insecurities, and they're way more secure. And interaction is easier, and people know where you stand and you get each other in a way like even though you're probably doing the course for very different reasons but you Mm -hmm. still sort of get each other like with our group as well it just it just it just flew so easily like we didn't know each other at all and we were just randomly put in a group and now it's just easy and I feel comfortable with you guys
0: so 100% it's definitely changed
1: so age does I think play a big role in that as well
0: yeah no definitely um we are i think we're in like 40 45 47 minutes um so i think we should be wrapping up soon but I actually this is one thing that i really wanted to talk about which you didn't get to touch upon but how do you feel about um the representation of uh asian people in the media so i guess in you know in not in the media as in like social media but i mean uh you know entertainment for example like tv shows movies that kind of stuff because uh for me i've always felt like there's a huge lack of representation first and foremost, but there's also a huge misrepresentation uh of Asian people. Um which really frustrates me to be honest. Like I think that's one of the things, like I feel um like as I as I grow older I kind of realize that these things might not seem that important at first, you know, that there aren't that many Asian people on, on your T V screen or they're being represented in in you know, an incorrect way or unrealistic way but then the more you think about it, it's like you know it, it is it is really important i kind of want to try to i guess i want to talk about it here just to get it out there if you know what i mean like so how do you feel about yeah what i just said representation yeah. of asian people and entertainment and stuff
1: yeah that's the thing because entertainment like platforms like netflix they reach millions and billions every day like one show comes out that trends and everybody's seen it and people often even form their opinions based on it whether it's right or wrong or like a recent show that reminds me of is Emily in Paris and the way the the way they portrayed France and Mm. the way French people feel about it but there are parts of the world who really love the show and the show's a hit and there's a second season coming out. Yeah. So, yeah, it is important, like, there is a lack of representation, for sure, there's 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 a sort of tokenism, in a way, in many shows as well. And that still hasn't changed, like, we're still, we're in 2020. And uh, you want to see more inclusivity. And I think in terms of, I think black people have, uh, are are starting to find a place for themselves but mm. I don't think Asians have reached that stage yet in the North and in the West as well. So and there's still a long way to go, but I think media has a huge, huge role to play in this because media right now is like with advancements in ICT, it's, it's the biggest thing right now. Like literally yeah. that's the best way you can reach anyone, whether they have yeah. education or not, whether they have like, basic amenities or not they still have a tv and they have internet yeah so it it's we are underrepresented for sure and there's a lot of room for that i feel and i don't see that yet i mean i think it's going to happen but i don't see it yet
0: yeah i think it's interesting because i think there's obviously been a huge fo- focus on um, the black communities in the global world, and rightfully so like rightfully so there should be um and we should be pushing for for at the end of the day what's you know what are human rights which is it's, it's crazy to believe it's 2020 and we're we're really out here protesting for human rights um but um yeah I definitely feel like that there hasn't been uh as much of a an outcry in terms of issues with with um that the Asian community is facing. I feel like it's sort of been um, sort of left aside in a lot of ways. It's definitely not front news, um, or front page news. And, you know, it's unfortunate to see because I'm not I'm definitely not saying that, oh, um, Asian rights should be prioritized over any other right. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there should definitely be a stronger focus on it, I think. Um, because it has a real-life impact. And, you know, I, I definitely do agree with you that it's going to come, you know, with time. And I think it'll be interesting to see how this sort of stuff develops. Because, um, you know, being aware of it, it's easier to sort of keep a close eye on what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I think it'll be interesting to see. Maybe in 10 years, there'll be more Asian people on on people's screens. Hopefully so, at least. and They'll be represented. Yeah correctly it, yeah. it'll definitely be when, interesting when I, to
1: see, when I see thumbnails yeah when I see thumbnails on Netflix of Indian shows and it's it's still the same stuff it's still poor people who live below the poverty line and slums and downtrodden areas and India is just so much more than that but mm. somehow that just makes it to content yeah. and I don't get it I really don't get it because India is a very very diverse place but the North doesn't uh, understand the South even. That's how diverse right. we are. It could essentially be a group of different countries. Yeah. And yet the only content coming out of that place to the Western world is the poverty. Mm. And I don't see the attraction of that. Maybe people here do see it because it's something they absolutely don't know anything about or can't relate with at all. Mm. But for me, I feel like there's just so much potential because... The inequality in India, like it gives rise to a lot of different interesting dynamics. I mean, obviously, I'm in a position of privilege, and I, I have always appreciated that, and I know of that. Uh, I'm aware. Uh, yeah. But yeah, for sure, I think media has a big, big role to play in our in our lives today. We 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 all relate with media, so I think media needs to catch up.
0: Yeah. No, I think I think I just find it kind of important to talk about these kinds of things. I think, um, and just sort of, you know, see what other people think. But I'm I'm glad we're on the same page, and I'm not the only one thinking that. <laughs> that's yeah, that's kind of a yeah, that 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 feels good for sure. Um, but yeah, I think we're we're at like 53 minutes now, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, I really really appreciate you coming on. That was honestly super super interesting. And I feel like I got to know a lot more about you as well. So that was a, that was a bonus there. But um, yeah, do you have any sort of final thoughts? Anything you want to, I guess, share? Uh, I guess just about what we just talked about. And, you know, any, any advice for people just going forward from here, I guess. I think just in general, we need to sort
1: of um, take a step back, relax, not take things too seriously and sort of acknowledge where people come from because people come from very different situations to your own. Mm. So it's important we don't just cancel people and not uh, give them a voice, even though you might not uh, instantly understand what they're trying to sort of, what they stand for or what they're trying to say. I think we really need to give people a chance. I think in yeah. slowly with cancel culture and everything, we we just don't give people a chance anymore, and yeah. we need to be able to forgive people and uh, just sort of let go. And I think that's just we need to be more tolerant. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, basically.
0: I think that's interesting because I actually want to do an episode of can- on cancel culture. That was actually going to be our first episode. Um, that's
1: great. I just, I just gave you a little teaser then
0: yeah <laughs> so no that's actually sick because then i guess we can talk a little bit about that but um yeah thank you thank you again for coming coming on and just dropping all that knowledge i really appreciate it thanks for having me um, man for
1: sure i had a great time yeah, as
0: well absolutely. it's been an absolute pleasure